to another episode of the Current and Cast podcast. This isn't the same old political or review podcast. Instead, this podcast is about current events, sports, technology, life, and yes, booze. So pour yourself a good drink, or if you're driving or working, just imagine yourself doing so. And join me, Chad Hasty and Matt Martin for this week's Current and Cask. Matt? Yes. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well. It's a it's we, a great uh, Saturday. Yes, it is a great Saturday. Uh, I don't know about in, uh, in in Tennessee, but here in Lubbock, uh, we had another 100 and I think seven degree day somewhere around there. Oh, see, I, I'm not having to deal with any of that. Ah, uh, yeah, it's Let's terrible. Let's see. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what today's high was because it's it's was terrible. Chad it was so so 82. 82 degrees. Nine. That's not bad. <laughs> That's that's not bad. Oh, at all. it's a lot uh, better than a hundred and what seven? Yeah, I don't know what it was. I just know it was it was hot. And tomorrow it's supposed to be like ninety nine. Okay, okay, I showed your. I, and, s- I see. Uh, your high was one hundred two, according to uh, no Apple. Oh, okay. Apple says that. Well, that's much better than one hundred seven. One hundred two is much better. Round, and, Round uh, Rock had one hundred six. I, I think Monday we're supposed to be in the eighties, and then by Tuesday in the seventies. No, I'll see. I like that. That's fall right there. A little taste of fall. Yeah, the cooler air. Everyone will be, you know, the other ordering the pumpkin spice lattes. The other day, I woke up early, went outside, and just kind of sat on my front porch, and I felt cool air, and I was like, "Yes, That's yes, nice. bring this That's in. Nice. Let it come, come in, and and we will have fall once again, because the yeah. heat. I I know there's a lot of people like Jody that love the heat. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. And if you're just some random guy named Jody listening, we're not talking about you. We're talking about uh, Jody Smyers back in uh, in Lubbock who cannot get enough of heat. I mean, he just, if it's 115 degrees, he's like a little chilly. Maybe <laughs> need it a little bit warmer out here. Uh, he doesn't like the winter at all. No, he hates the winter. Absolutely hates the winter. Absolutely. He detests the, uh, the, the winter. I can't wait for winter. Me either. I like fall. Falls, falls, uh, falls the best time of the year. Fall and spring when you have those perfect temperatures. Yeah. We've got a lot to get into uh, on the old podcast today. Thanks to everyone who uh, has been downloading and subscribing and doing all that kind of good stuff. Now you can uh, actually email us at caskerspod, you know, like a cask, caskerspod at gmail.com. C A S K. E-R-S pod at gmail.com. You can email us any uh, suggestions for reviews that we're going to do. And for those mm-hmm. who are new to the podcast, that's what we like to do here. We like to not only talk about current events, not only talk about uh, the weather, as old men tend to do, uh, but we also like to review whiskeys, bourbons, scotch, any type of spirit, uh, Matt, that may be out there. Uh, but we really lean into the the whiskeys and bourbons. Who are you calling uh, we really old? We really enjoy those. Who are you calling What's old? That? I said, who are you calling old? You, uh, oh. you're old. I'll tell you uh, the so the other day we you, just you, spent you, a few minutes talking about weather. Let's be honest, yeah. old men talk about weather. So, like young guys <laughs> never talk about the weather. It's always old dudes. Uh, so the My other gosh. day, a representative came from Ardbeg. And, you know, it's Ardbeg is a very, very uh, peaty whiskey out of Islay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he they brought and, and we 
the store I work in actually sells the whole line that they have. He brought the whole line for us to try. And uh, he he spent a lot of time in Ireland. Or I'm sorry, Scotland, not Ireland, Scotland. Yeah. And it's it was very interesting talking to him. That's interesting. Yeah, we may have to review one of those. Yes, at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Well, it's I've sometime when we're it was pretty good. Sometime when we're feeling kind of smoky. Yeah, that might be a good winter, uh, nice yeah, little winter, winter. Uh, winter podcast that we uh, that we do uh, today. Uh, before we get too far into the podcast, uh, we do like to start off with at least acknowledging what we're going to be drinking and reviewing during today's podcast. And Matt, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be having today. Well, we're having the High West Double Rye. Both of them are single barrel finished casks from. Uh, go go ahead and pop the top. Well, yeah, there we oh, go. That was good. I think that worked. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, mine was from here. Yours is from Lubbock. You got yours in Lubbock. But these are single barrel f- from a store. You know, a store pick. I guess yeah. you'd call them. Yours is finished in cognac cask, and I've had yours. Yes, it it's is. fantastic, and it's a, it's a very very good drink. Mine is finished in Oloroso sherry casks. So they do have a different flavor to them. They're not exactly the same, but they're both very good out of High West. And I think High West is doing some really good things out there in Utah. Yeah, uh, for those who uh, may may want to know, because I know a lot of the uh, uh, whiskey aficionados out there, you like to know what exactly... Uh, you know, if it's a if it's a, a barrel pick, uh, you know, what barrel, all that kind of good stuff. So this is a limited release uh, that I have from a high west, uh, like you said, in the cognac uh, barrel. That's what it was finished in. Barrel number uh, 17,888 uh, is uh, the barrel number. And the finish time was eight months on this particular uh, bottle that I have in my hand right now. Uh, bottle number 36, by the way, out of that barrel number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think they've done a really fantastic job of finishing whiskeys, um, but that's only if you find the store picks. They don't really finish any of the other ones except for, of course, the Midwinter Night Dram, which they... Which I have. Yeah, which is... Uh, it's actually, I believe, Rendezvous. They take the Rendezvous Rye, which is one of my favorites. And they finish it in some stuff and and make that winter midwinter night dram that is just fantastic. I have been babying that dram. You should for years. <laughs> I know you've you've had it for a very long time. In fact, I think you, if I remember correctly, they offered it for about a hundred dollars. You can't find one for no. less than three hundred dollars now, pretty much. Yeah, I know, and and, and you know, if people. We're wondering, no, I don't wish I would have held on to it and sold it. It's so good. Uh, it's so delicious. But at the same time, it's one of those that I just, I don't want it to go away. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's one of those that I absolutely baby. You're and, saving uh, it for when I come occasions. back into town. Yeah. So that yeah. we can share it when I'm in town. Yes. That's what course. I'm hearing. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so the next time you come in, we'll have a little tram. By little, you mean little. Yeah, like uh, I'll give uh, like a little, like <laughs> a little bit. 
And that's about it. That's about it. That's uh, that's all we're going to do. I've got to be honest with you, Matt. Uh, I have no idea what's going on in the world. <laughs> You've been out of town. You've been having a wonderful vacation. Yeah, I've been gone for a week, and I don't know what's happened in the news. Uh, even though I'm on social media during uh, a vacation, you know, because I, I would post pictures here and there. Uh, we were in Red River, New yeah, Mexico. My wife and pictures. I went to Red River. And uh, it was, you know, 40 degrees every morning, highs in the low 70s, just absolutely beautiful, uh, fantastic place to go. While Lubbock and, was frying, you were you were in yeah. the perfect weather. Yeah, exactly. While Texas was uh, baking and the grid had apparently some issues, I don't know, uh, there, there were rumors that it was going to have issues. We were fine. <laughs> we did not have to deal uh, with any of that. And, uh, yeah, so we spent a week in, uh, in Red River. We went to Albuquerque first, uh, did, you know, stayed overnight in Albuquerque, then traveled on into, uh, Red River. And, uh, we went to the Rio Grande Gorge, uh, on our way in, which is a, a nice, uh, you know, very nice little area and beautiful bridge and, uh, just, you a know, very, very high bridge area. What's that? It's a very high bridge. It's a very high bridge. Yes. yes. And, uh, not a lot of people were scared. I mean, they, you know, scared of the bridge. They were just, they were on it and looking over it, all that kind of stuff. It's a, if you were to fall, it would be long, long ways down. Mm -hmm. Very long. But nobody fell. Uh, ways down. No, no. Okay. Everyone was on their best behavior. Uh, and so we did that. And then we traveled on into uh, Red River and uh, did, uh, did some trout fishing, which uh, my wife fell in love with. She uh, was doing some fly fishing and fell in love with it. And uh, I think she caught like 25 fish, something like that. Were they all Just trout? A, a, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. All the, that's, I, that, that's all we were going for. Trout has to be my favorite fish. Really? Love trout. I like trout better than salmon. I mean, it is just so tender and it's, it's, it's a very white, it's yeah. less fishy. But it soaks in flavors so well. I love trout. See, I'm trying to think how many times I've had trout, and I don't think it's been that much. I don't think it's been that often. You're missing out. Uh, it's, I know. It's, all, it's hard to find time. sometimes. I mean, salmon you can get anywhere, but trout, I mean, you've yeah. got to go to a place that actually has some good trout. Right. And so uh, what was neat about uh, about it is that the uh, where we were fishing, uh, one, we did a, uh, you know, a little quick shout-out here, uh, Jeff Fagan. And uh, his uh, guided tour is going to give him a little shout out here on the podcast because he took us to a small private pond where we learned how to, you know, do the, the casting because it's much different than going like bass fishing or, you know, if you're, uh, you know, going uh, fishing for catfish or anything like that. It's, it's much different uh, if you're going to fly fish. Much, much different. There's a, a finesse to it, if you will, an art to it uh, if you're going to do it. And so we had, we learned there, and uh, after that went to a uh, kind of like a private creek, where it was just pools of fish, and uh, and fish there. And then at the uh, hotel that we were staying at, at Lifts West, uh, there in Red River, uh, just right behind Lifts West is another river, and you can I mean the river is not even up to your knees. I mean, it, 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 you can step in it, and it's to the top of your shoes. That's how high the river is, and it's got a ton of fish in there. Wow. 
crystal clear water. I mean, just beautiful. The, so uh, did you abs- did you wear those rubber boots and stuff? Uh, we did not. We did not wear the uh, the waders. No, no, didn't didn't do the waders. Uh, which, uh, but I did get into the river with my uh, water resistant shoes. Did they resist? Which, uh, up until the point where I stepped in the water, they were resisting the water. <laughs> uh, but once, <laughs> once I stepped into the water. <sighs> Uh, and and the water went into the boot. Mm-hmm. No, it was over. No, no, it was it was very cold. Yeah, very cold water. And uh, the fish were looking at me like, "What are you doing, man? This is cheating. This isn't right. You're supposed to be on the bank over there. You're not supposed to be in here with us. What do you think you are, a bear? Did they? And, did they? Uh, did you make your own flies? No, we bought some. Oh, okay. We, we, I was wondering if you like you know made those people you see on TV tweaking the little flies for the fish. No, I think that's probably what my wife will do in the future. Uh, but you better watch out because no, I'm pretty sure serial killers do that. Uh, well, she watches it. Well, I mean, she look. She already watches a lot of the true crime and mm. how to kill a husband TV shows. Yeah, and so I already think that that's probably in the future. How that's I'm the direction go. this could go. Right. Exactly. So her making her own flies. Uh, I mean, and if you're saying that that apparently leads to serial killing, and, and I mean, it's 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 not something I would be shocked by. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> Again, just judging off the TV habits of, I think, all wives now uh, who watch all the true crime shows on how to kill a husband. I don't think that's the actual name of the network, but it's it's no, basically it's ID. how to kill your husband. It's the ID network. That's well, it's the it ID is. network. Yes, okay. I, I, no, I know what it is. I it's thought it was how network. to kill your husband network. No, it's the idea. Because they definitely show you bad ways of killing your husband because the girls get caught. They get caught. Uh, So you have to learn. Yeah, you have to learn. Don't do what she did. Come on now. Be better than that. But no, we had a great time, and uh, I did not watch any news. I have no idea what went on. I did watch sports, but did not watch any news, as is my rule. When I go on vacation, I close myself off. From everything uh, politics, everything news, because I, I think you should. And that works. I think you should. It works. Yeah. Well, in you know, doing what I do, which you know, political talk radio, every day, uh, it's hard to shut myself off from it because I am sick uh, and uh, I, I am addicted to uh, you know all the political news and everything. But I, I do. I have to get away from it, and everyone should. It's it's one of those. I, I made a post on. Uh, on social media, you know, with, you know, us, you know we were, I was just sitting there listening to the water, you know, watching the stream go by. And I'm like, everyone needs this in their life. Like, at, at least for a little bit, everyone needs just a, a spot where you just go and you don't don't pay attention to any of the politics because it's crazy. Uh, you know, don't you know, don't worry about any of that stuff. And I think people I think we would we would be a much more polite society. Uh, if people were just to get away from it for a little bit. Yes. I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we would, uh, I think people would be happier. Just overall, just get away from it. Uh, it met some great people, obviously, uh, in Red River, good people. And uh, it was packed the first couple of days with those enjoying a long Labor Day weekend. But uh, by the time, I think, what, Monday or Tuesday rolled around, 
uh, the city or the, the city, I guess it's the city. It's like 540 people who live there. Uh, the Hamlet, the city of Red River, uh, you know, was basically empty on uh, on Tuesday. So it's pretty Hamlet. nice. <laughs> the Hamlet, the small little Hamlet of uh, of Red River, New Mexico. But no, great place. Uh, and so, you know, if you're looking for a getaway, that's a great place to go. They, they're, they're obviously done there for, for their skiing and all that kind of stuff during the winter. Which we will not be doing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's uh, it's nice to get away during the summer, but you know winter things uh, that that's something I don't want to get. It's into. cold. It's a little chilly. Not only is it and, cold, and, it's crowded you know, and everything else. No, thank you. It's it's. I don't think it's as crowded as you know some of your places in Colorado. I think those are a little bit more crowded than uh, than what Red River gets in the winter. Yeah. And then you have Taos. I think Taos probably gets more crowded. Than uh, Red River does. All I can say if is, I had to guess, all of it is a lot further away from me than it used to be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't get there uh, anytime soon. No, no, it'd be a very, very long drive. Yeah, how are things in uh, in Nashville? They're great. I mean, they're they're good. Um, I'm about to have to kill some chickens, though. Why are you going to kill chickens? Because we got to get rid of the roosters. So our roosters are now, we've got something like eight or nine roosters. You're only supposed to have one or two. And we... According to who? uh, Everything that I've read. They fight. They they do things. Uh, You're not supposed to have a whole bunch of roosters. So you're not going to have any cockfights? No. And so we're going to have to, you know, get, get rid of some roosters. And so my wife, or no, my uh, my sister, who's had a lot of chickens in her lifetime, yeah, she told me to buy this thing that you pull their head through, and then you oh no, you you can either wring their neck or chop off of their heads. That's called a guillotine. No, no, no. It's it's not like that. It uh, that's different. It's just. It holds them upside down, and you pull their head through, and then they don't know what's happening. You know, boom. Will you be doing this in front of the children? That sounds like a bad idea. Why teach them the, the circle of life, Matt? We we tell them it's going to happen. They know it's going to happen, but they don't need to see it. Yeah. I mean, they're already going to cry and and scream and yell. So are you going to keep like the because you're going to so you're going to do this mass slaughter of chickens, right? Uh, at of, your of the men, yes. Yeah, uh, you're going to get rid of the, the roosters. Right. Uh, are you going to do like strongest rooster lives or how do you determine? Well, I was thinking we should do that, but apparently one of the roosters, probably the strongest one, is a big bully and he like hurts even the, the females. Like he doesn't just oh, fight the males. Like, kill him. Yeah, he's yeah. got to go. Yeah. So we'll have to do maybe the second strongest. Here, have you thought about so how many how many roosters do you have? I think we have eight. So you have eight roosters. Seven or eight, one of the two. We're not sure about okay. one of them yet. Because you could have a tournament where mm-hmm. the roosters fight each other in a round robin tournament, and you place bets on it, and you could see which rooster comes out ahead. Well, but see, here's the thing, Chad. Number one is, is they're illegal? not they're not fighting roosters, you know they they actually train those roosters, and I'm not going to show train one of them one. that they're going to go in the guillotine. They're going to start <laughs> fighting, my friend. But number two, yeah, that's illegal. It's not illegal to cut off their heads, but it is illegal to put them in a ring and fight them. What if they're? But if they're all your roosters, why can't you have them fight each other? 
Like I can understand you not bringing in other roosters, but it, if they're all your roosters on your own property and you want to have them fight, I, I, I think that you should. And again, the loser just goes into the guillotine, the, the chicken head guillotine and you kill them. Well, that's called cruelty to animals for some reason. It's, it's just, you can't do it. But you're going to kill them anyway. That's true. Yeah. So you might as well take some bets. <laughs> House always wins. <laughs> See, Peter's going to hear this podcast and they're going to be extremely upset. You're going to get canceled. That, that uh, we're making fun of cockfighting uh, here on the uh, podcast. They would, they would be mad that I'm cutting off chickens' heads. I mean, they, they do not like anything to do with animals dying. So true story on this. Uh, when I was growing up, in uh in grand prairie uh we had just moved into uh, our uh, new very nice neighborhood uh in grand prairie and uh, there was a, a family not originally from here uh asian family and the uh the grandmother was <laughs> out in the front yard wringing the chickens necks uh in the mornings hmm. while the kids were off to school on the school bus she would just be out in the front yard, just uh, killing those chickens. How many and chickens so they, did they have? I, they had a or lot did, of chickens, I guess. Did they buy them just to kill them? I think I, I have no idea. No one really asked. Because roosters are not uh, very expensive, but they, they don't taste as good, apparently. Yeah, nobody wanted to ask. Nobody wanted to get no. uh, the grandmother mm-hmm. angry. And so finally, the hated homeowners association stepped in. Mm. And uh, said, ma'am, you can do that in your backyard all you want to. You can kill as many chickens as you want uh, in your backyard. But please do not do that in front of the school uh, school bus with the children going by. They don't understand. So. Yeah. So, Matt, don't do it in front of your kids. No, I'm not. Well, maybe you should. No, I'm not going to do it. Maybe you should. It'll teach them nature. The the kids will be sent to Nana's house, I think. Oh, poor Nana. Poor Nana. By the way, nice. uh, Your beard's looking good. Yeah. Well, thank you. I've been working on it. It's uh, uh, it's looking good. So, uh, the, the other thing is, though, we've got little wooden eggs to put inside Apparently, when chickens see eggs inside the little uh, roosting things, the little uh, rest, uh, the nesting boxes, they're more likely to lay eggs. Really? And the other thing is they're less likely to eat the eggs. If, if one of them decides they want to start eating, they'll actually peck at those wooden ones and they'll yeah. stop eating them. And the third thing it does is if a snake gets in there to eat eggs, it'll yeah. eat those wooden ones, it'll die. Did not know that. Yeah, so there you go. We got little wooden eggs to help us with all that. That's good. That's good. So mm-hmm. you're killing chickens and snakes. That's what uh, mm-hmm. that's what we're learning today. Peter. <laughs> that's great. Uh, let's see. For uh, for all of our fans in Lubbock, Texas, uh, we've got Texas Tech football and uh, Oregon playing. Did you watch last weekend's? No. Uh, I saw what, I saw pieces. What? How should I put the game uh, that happened last weekend? Last weekend's disappointment, how, Matt. 
How good um, is to, Wyoming? For Texas Tech. How how good what? was Wyoming? The how good was Wyoming? Yeah, how good are they as far because I've never heard someone say, "Oh my goodness, we're playing Wyoming." Oh crap! They're not very good. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. They, yeah, I, I think they're kind of a middle of the road team. Is uh, is what they would and, be. And we were at home. Texas Tech was at no. home. No, Texas Tech played in Lar- uh, Laramie. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's what that's, that's what they were saying. Is that Texas Tech was affected oh. by the the altitude? Oh, come on! Yeah, the the al- altitude and bad quarterback play and uh, other issues that uh, that hurt the team. Uh, Texas Tech was plagued by bad play, and then they've got to come and they were going to have to play uh, Oregon. Yeah, it's the now Ducks. That, that's scary. Uh, Oregon's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think they, they were ranked uh, number twelve last time I saw. Uh, Oregon's pretty good. Uh, they face off against Texas Tech, and uh, but at least Texas Tech has a nice light show now, so that's good. Mm. We have a new coach. Who? Well, it's in, what in our second in his second year. Yeah, yeah, Coach McGuire. Yeah, right. And he's been getting good recruits. Look, it, it 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 happens, and uh, I I had a not a bad feeling about the Wyoming game, but I, I it was one of those games where it was truly a trap game. Yeah, because uh, nobody cared about Wyoming, and none of the fans didn't care about Wyoming. I I think everyone was looking forward to Oregon and the Ducks, and I think Texas Tech went in, and it's just one of those things where they got popped in the mouth. And they weren't able to recover. And I think they, I think that some of the players are probably looking ahead to, to next week in the home game against Oregon. And also there's a lot of hype around this team, a lot of hype around Texas tech. And it's one of those when you start buying into the hype and you don't perform as you should on the field, guess what? Uh, you can lose anybody. And it, it definitely wasn't the worst loss for the big 12. Uh, on uh, you know last Saturday, I mean you you look and see uh, TCU lost to Colorado and Coach Prime, you know nice Deion Sanders. Yeah, but I like Deion. I do too. It's exciting to see him out there, and I think he's yeah. going to be pulling some recruits just with his name. Uh, well, yes, and and that's why I think he's he's a, a serious threat. Uh, you know, as far as coaching goes, because. Who, I mean, if you're looking at, you know, re- recruits who obviously know who Deion Sanders is, their dads who obviously really know who Deion Sanders is, who's not going to open up the door for you? You know, if you're Deion Sanders and you want to go into any kid's home and be like, hey, I want your kid to play for me. I mean, not many doors are going to remain closed for Deion Sanders and uh, the Colorado Buffs. Exactly. And I will say this. And I told my wife this the other day before all is said and done. All right, Matt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the timeline, but Deion Sanders will be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys at some point. No. Yeah. That's not, he's happening. going to be no. the head coach uh-uh. of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't believe coach that. prime will be the head coach. I don't know when it, it could be five years from now. It could be ten years from now, if he has any toes left. That's man. That's bad. Toes left. Yeah, he's had a few toes cut off. 
He's no, had some I, issues with his feet. I just don't see it, Chad. I'm telling you, he's Coach Prime and the Cowboys. It, and Jerry Jones' last dying thing to do will be to name Primetime the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> he's not he gonna, has to do it, Matt. He's not going to die anytime soon anyway. No, that's, uh, that's why I'm saying five to ten years. Come on, picture Jerry Jones up there with primetime. Deion Sanders. Tell me that's not a Jerry move. No, I no, I don't see it happening. No. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you. All right, we'll Mark see. This day down. Deion Sanders will be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys at some point. Write it down. All right, well, we'll see. I'll write it down. He's going to have to do really well in college first. I think he will. I think he will. I honestly think he will. It's not a high bar at Colorado. I mean, you just have to get get into some bowl games and keep winning. I think he'll go from there maybe to Florida State. And and then after he's done at Florida State, hello, Dallas Cowboys. So is, is Colorado becoming a part of the Big 12? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Next year? So Colorado... Yeah, Colorado becomes part of the Big 12 next season. Okay. And I, I think Prime will be there for a couple of years. I think Florida State will open up. He's Florida State alum. He'll go to Florida State. And he'll, he'll coach at Florida State for a couple of years. And then the Dallas Cowboys, after not winning a Super Bowl uh, in you know the last, what, 40 years, will call Coach Prime and be like, you're the guy we need. Well, I'll tell you, if they get rid of Dak, then they won't have to worry about that. Oh, boy, here we go. So Texas Tech, yeah, they, they face uh, they face Oregon on Saturday. Then the Dallas Cowboys, they're back in action. NFL kicked off. Uh, you already had the, uh, the Chiefs. They lost uh, to the Lions. I you, called it, knew it was going to happen. Uh, did you see that game? Yes, I did. Well, first off, if uh, Kelsey would have been in there, they would have won. They probably would have, but yeah, you lose Travis Kelsey. And how did you uh, call it if if uh, he wasn't until last minute? We didn't know he was not going to be there. And 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 the uh, the wide receivers, I I all I did not. Uh, I think I should be paid like a million bucks from the Kansas City Chiefs because I can drop passes too. Like you put me <laughs> out there, and I can drop just as many passes for Patrick Mahomes. As the other wide you'd receivers, you'd probably did. be you'd actually probably catch most of them because he drilled them right in the chest, and they would still drop them. <laughs> yeah, you had yeah, one guy. Was, uh, you had one. The one interception you had, it was right in his hands, and he like threw it up so that yeah. the other team could have it. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was a it was a horrible night go. Here for you the go. Kansas City wide receivers. Horrible night for the wide receivers for uh, Kansas City. I felt bad for Patrick Mahomes. But uh, the Chiefs are still going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I felt and, bad for uh, my uh, my team, my uh, fantasy, uh, fantasy football team? team, who has Patrick Mahomes on the team. Yeah, I felt bad for the guy in our league who did not Had change Kelsey. out Travis Kelsey. Oh, that that's, sucks. I felt yeah, that's that's no good. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, you and I are playing each other in the fantasy football. The first uh, week this it's week, me against you. Yeah. And you had and uh, so, their, I mean, the uh, Lions' fantastic receiver. Yeah. Uh, was it Amon Ra St. George? St. Something. Something. I don't know who he is. Anyway, he's, he know. did Detroit amazing. Lions, 
He caught everything. And I'm like, why isn't he on the other team? <laughs> yeah, he, well, he was just showing the the, uh, the Kansas City players how to actually catch a ball. <laughs> That's all he was yeah. doing. Well, he did a and, good job uh, of it. Yeah, I was a little bit worried. I got to be honest with you, because my first draft pick in, in the draft, that, uh, in the league that we're in, uh, is Cooper Cup, and of course he's out. Mm-hmm. And so I was worried about that. And uh, now, you know, uh, I knew Patrick Mahomes, his numbers are going to be lower, so I feel a little bit better. Just yeah, a little bit. My, but I feel my a little bit better. first string tight ends out, and I had to switch them out, but I was paying attention. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. You got to pay attention sometimes. That's right. Uh, let's see. Cowboys, uh, they're playing early, obviously. Uh, New York Giants on Sunday night football. What do you think, Matt? What's your what is your early before the season starts for the Cowboys? What is your prediction for the Cowboys this year? Super Bowl? No, um, I'm predicting that uh, Dak Prescott will throw more interceptions than he ever has in his You're a Dak history. Hater, let me ask you this: He Matt. makes bad decisions, Chad. He throws balls that should not be thrown, and he just makes bad decisions. He cannot – they will not win the Super Bowl as long as he's there. That's my prediction. He he told everyone in the offseason he was not going to throw as many interceptions this year. So I think he'll throw more. Let me ask you this. Let's find will out Trey who's right. Lance, Trey Lance, who the uh, Cowboys traded for, will he make an appearance this season on the field for the Dallas Cowboys? As the backup quarterback? Ugh. Maybe as a starting quarterback. I, I, they've put too much into Dak. They can't make they someone. Can. I mean, the only way is if Dak Prescott gets hurt. That's the only way they're yeah. pulling him. Okay. All right. I think the uh, I think the Cowboys go to the NFC Championship game this year. I don't see it. Yeah, because the rest of the the NFC basically stinks. Hmm. Uh, that that's where we're at. It it is a it's a toss up uh, between like the 49ers, the Cowboys. Maybe a handful of other teams, but really, the Eagles are obviously going to be up there. But I, I, I think the Eagles will uh, take a hit because they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinators. They've lost some players, and uh, I, I think they were very lucky last year not having any injuries. So I think the the Eagles will take a step back this year. But I, I could see the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game this year. I don't know I'm, Super Bowl. I'm going to be but pessimistic. But I'm going to stay NFC Championship. I'm absolutely going to stay pessimistic on this one until I see it happen. <laughs> I'm not all in on the Cowboys. No, I'm just I'm, telling I'm, you. I think you're going to get I, disappointed, Chad. You know that every time you jump in like that, you get disappointed. I know. I know. I know. I, but that's why I'm saying I'm not all in, but I'm I'm hovering around being all in on the uh, Cowboys uh, this year. I still I don't think they have it together yet, but I think they're getting – I think they're – as close as you can get in the NFC. I still think an AFC team wins the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be either the Chiefs uh, or the Bills. Well, that, it's not uh, going to be the, the Chiefs if they look like they did last night. No, but they'll be, they'll get Travis Thurs- Kelsey back. They'll Thursday. be fine. They'll be okay. Well, but then all they're going to do is triple cover him, and they know nobody else can catch a ball. Yeah, uh, well, they'll be okay. They'll be all right. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah. do you do you have a any any idea uh, on? Who your uh, early Super Bowl matchup might be? Ugh. Uh, I hate thinking I'm putting about you it. on the spot. Yeah, uh, the, maybe uh, you know I I can see Bills versus 49ers. I can see that Bills 49ers. Bills I, 49ers will be that. a good game. Yeah, 
I just don't know if I trust Brock uh, Brock Purdy to uh, to do what he did last year. Yeah, 49ers though they've got a great defense. They've got they an excellent do. defense. So they they should be uh, they they should be okay. I think I have the uh, Niners Niners and the Cowboys in the uh, championship game, and I think uh, yeah. Cowboys lose. Oh, see, you're right there. Yeah. yeah, I just I can't believe enough to have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl because they'll do something to screw it up. Exactly. Like Dak will throw eighteen interceptions in the last minute. Yeah, yeah. it's going to happen. You know. It's, that, that's just yeah i think that's what's uh that that's probably what's going to happen uh how about this we got a story out of uh u.s news matt uh u.s news uh and world report uh the best countries in the world to live in according to the american people the annual best countries rankings from u.s news may inspire a hopeful chance of usa among american readers who in turn, may be disappointed to learn that the United States finished at number five this year instead of number one, dropping a spot from last year. Say that I say number five, but uh, it's it's like number three anyway. Uh, but okay, so here are the top ten best countries in the world according to the American people. You ready, Matt? I'm ready. Number we'll go uh, we'll go to number ten okay okay number ten we'll go up number ten Germany mm, yeah so we got some number Nazis. ten Germany uh, number nine Switzerland which you know that's pretty far down uh, considering uh, number eight France number seven Japan number six Canada Sweden came in at number five. Australia, number four. The United States, three. Mm. New Zealand, number two. New Zealand? Yeah. Like, I guess a lot of Americans Look, want to be these, a Kiwi or these something. These people know. have no idea about other countries. New Zealand shut down in, for COVID. Australia was putting people in camps, like internment camps or something yeah. for COVID. I mean, yeah. this is insane. Yeah. Number one, the United Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I love having a, a king idiot running my country. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's, you know, well, kind of going on I, already. There you it's go. Kinda... <laughs> uh, but, yeah. He's not uh, the king, though. We, we have some. He's not the king. Yeah. Anyway. No, that, that's insane. You know, it's it has to do with, in my opinion, probably healthcare, and the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. But I'm just gonna say that if these people really wanted and really thought that that was a better place to live, any of those places, they'd have been moving there. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at. Have you been looking at the human rights violations that we've been seeing up in Canada? In my personal opinion. They have been taking free speech away from everybody. Yeah. I mean, destroying people's lives that say that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Right. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Americans gave their home top billing for having culturally significant entertainment. Uh, being a place they would live, having a well-developed legal framework, being a leader, and caring about animal rights. What? Who voted in this? 
I don't know. Oh, animal rights is the reason you're number one. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, come on. These these are PETA people voting for whether they would want to be. Uh, here you go. You ready for this? Comparing the opinions of all U.S. survey takers to the opinions of uh, of the world overall, there was consensus on some matters. At least 85% of respondents in both groups agreed to some extent with the following statements. That mental health care is just as important as physical health care. So uh, uh, people like bumper stickers around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, women should be entitled to the same rights as men. So obviously not a lot of Arab countries got in on this one. Uh, another uh, statement that uh, my country should teach the history of its past, even if it paints it in a negative light, uh, which has always happened in this country, but always okay. has yeah. uh, a free press is vital to a thriving society. And democracy is the best form of government. Even though there are a whole bunch of people in the United States, Matt, and one particular party uh, in general, that does not agree with that statement, no. uh, in my opinion. No, I mean, well, if they if you asked them, they would agree with it, but their actions don't affirm that. A lot of them now are are just flat out saying they're socialists, though. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I don't think. I, I, I don't think as many people uh, in the U.S. would say that uh, would agree with that statement as, you know, they did 50, you know, 15 to 20 years ago. Probably not. Yeah. Sad. Uh, let's see. Just some uh, other news coming out. Uh, Matt, you and I are big Apple fans. Mm-hmm. The uh, iPhone 15 is supposed to be announced on, was it Tuesday? It's coming. Yeah. It's And uh, they, the one that I want is always, of course, the uh, Max Pro. Right. And uh, they're going to have the most expensive iPhone ever, I'm hearing. That's one of the leaks. They're saying that it could be as much as $2,000 for the 2 terabyte Max Pro. Yeah, I was uh, I was reading uh, from MarketWatch. And uh, let's see, they're saying uh, da, 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 uh, Apple could boost the price of its pro-level models by $1 to $200 compared with the uh, iPhone uh, 14 Pro. The iPhone 14 Pro Max configuration going for uh, basically 1600 bucks. So yeah, right around two thousand dollars for the uh, for the iPhone. Yeah. If you wanted the you know best of the best, who doesn't? Would, would that stop you? Is two thousand dollars too much for a phone? Uh, it's all too much, but you got to have one. I mean, yeah. Uh, right now, I'm running with. Um, with an 11. So, you know, I think that a, it's time oh, for it's me time. to jump up. Yeah. And so it's probably going to happen. But $2,000 is a big chunk of change. It is. It is. I've, uh, I've got an old phone. Mine is the 14, I think. You're li- no, you're- 13. Mine's oh, a 13. Okay. 13 Pro Max. Yeah, mine's an 11 Pro Max. Yeah, it's time for me to upgrade. And I think my wife's is a 13 or 14 Pro Max. So I'm definitely next in line. Yeah. But, my, I mean, my uh, phone still does everything. I don't have any issues at all with my phone. I am yeah, not even having saying, battery issues with my phone. They're saying that uh, Apple could move to a titanium frame. 
from its uh, prior stainless steel casing and make camera enhancements. Yeah, but will it be enough? Well, what's enough? I well, mean, what what else can they do with the phone? At, at some point, you just have to go. Ah, oh, they they it has a better camera than last time. That's that's what people care about. Well, but here's the thing: they're saying that most of the significant things that people were asking for, they said yes, we're going to do it, especially in the cameras, but not until the 16 model or later. So it's like, yes, they're going to do these things, but not all of the things that people were wanting to happen happened in the 15. Well, they can't. They got. They always have to leave a little bit out there. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they could make the absolute best camera ever, 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 ever. But then what are they going to do? And what are they going to do in a year? So they always have to leave a little bit out there. Uh, so that mm. way people will go and get a uh, another phone. Yeah. Because people aren't up. I mean, I used, I'll be honest. I used to get a, uh, the uh, the new one every time. Right. You know, they'd come out with the iPhone 8 and then the 8S. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm on the 8 version. So when the uh, 9 comes out, I'll go get the 9 instead of the 8S or whatever. But now people are just they're holding on to their phones for longer because eh, it's not... Yeah, they upgrade them, but it's not that big. It's not that huge of an upgrade. They're also way, way more expensive. Because I bought sure. a, I bought an iPhone 3G, the original 3G, and if I yeah. remember correctly, it was about four, four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. And you know, I, I bought a middle of the road one. But now you're talking about if you're wanting a, a decent one from them, it's fifteen plus. It's a lot of money. And and people are going to, uh, trust me, people are going to fork it over. Here you go. Because you, your entire life is on the phone. Like everything you do is on the phone. It's when, uh, you know, this, I mean, hell, this weekend uh, or this past week when we were, when, uh, we were in Red River, there were a few places that uh, did, uh, did Apple Pay. So what did I do? Just boop. There you go. Apple Pay. Uh, instead of having to go for the, uh, the old wallet. Just hold the phone up to the uh, the screen and you go, and it's it's easy and everything's everything's on there. Your entire, uh, you know, everything that you would want to do, it you can basically do it on your phone. Uh, you're right. And so it's it you know two thousand bucks. Okay, well, you know, I, I think for a lot of people it's absolutely worth it because uh, it's it's you're gonna it's something you use absolutely every single day, and something you gotta have. It is, and and I'll probably end up forking it out too. But Absolutely. it doesn't make me happy. I'll, I'll I'll be cussing out Apple while I'm doing it. Probably on day one, I'll be the the guy online uh, on on AT and T's website going, "Yes, go ahead and upgrade me. I'm on the next anyway. Just go ahead. I'm due. Give so, me the upgrade." So let me ask you this: Your yeah. wife, she's a Samsung person, right? Or at yeah. least uh, Android, right? Yeah, she's Android. Do do they do the same thing? I mean, are they waiting for that next upgrade? So I think she wants what she's been talking about. And this is very strange to me because I, I have no desire for this at all, uh, is a foldable phone. Why? I don't know. I, I don't know. But she kind of she kind of likes the idea of having a foldable phone. And I've seen a few people with the foldable phones out in the wild. You know, I've seen them every 
every now and then, and they tend to like their phones, but it's just, it's something where, I don't know, to, to me, it's just a very odd, uh, very odd setup, and I, I'm afraid I would break the screen. You probably I think that's would. what it kind of comes I, down to. I, you know, they fold the screen in half, right? So it's like the screen. Yeah. No, I, I can't do that because I feel yeah. the same way. You, you know that nice, uh, comfortable chair that I have? The yeah. my, my kids have already broken it. I, you know, they break everything. I mean, I've got your four of gonna, them. If you had a foldable phone, your kids would rip it apart. It, it would be, yeah, it would be terrible. A matter of hours, that thing would be done. Yes. Yeah, it would I, look like a chicken. It would look like one of your roosters uh, in the uh, that you had to get rid of. You see, when other people are walking around with these nice, cool-looking cases, mine is still one of those uh, giant otter boxes that like have all the cushion and the it's got a, a screen protector and everything. Because my kids will destroy it. Yeah, a lot of people don't even rock the case anymore, Matt. Uh, uh, no, I, I gotta have a case. It's too slick. A lot of people don't even have the case. They just say, "No, you got to go. You got to go naked and uh, and not have anything on the phone." It just slips right out of your hand. I mean, it feels so small when it's no, no, thank you. Yeah, so you still have the Otter Box, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, that's the most thing. Feel like a brick that you uh, carry around. It is absolutely a brick. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's uh, well. Hey, maybe maybe you'll get the uh, the new one and and the kids will leave it alone. <laughs> give them your old phone. Can you do that? Uh, I probably could. Yeah, just give yeah. them your old I phone. I mean, my old phone's working great still. It's uh, it's hard for me to jump. You know, when I was single, it was like the newest thing. I always had to have it. Yeah. You know, computer upgrades had to have it. Phone upgrades had to have it. But now it's like, how long can I stretch it out? <laughs> yeah, I I understand. I understand. Uh, let's see. It's about that time uh, where we now, Matt, we've been drinking during the uh, podcast. We've been having some uh, nice uh, uh, High West double rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine has been the uh, the barrel select, the cognac uh, finish. And uh, which, which one have uh, you been drinking again? Oloroso Sherry. Finished, ah, very uh, nice. Barrel select. So, so tell me, what do you uh, what do you think about yours? Um, I think it's good. It's a little sweet. Com- I mean, I think it's a little over the top with the sherry. Um, and and I think it has a lot to do with maybe they kept it in the sherry too long, or I don't know. Um, it's not quite what I expect from High West. You don't get any of the. The nice ryes that come from their double rye, you don't get any of those uh, bourbon flavors as much. You get a basic yeah. kind of bourbon flavor, and then that sherry kind of takes over. It's good. It's something you can drink every day. It's an easy sipper, but it's not my favorite. When I bought it, I thought it would be closer because you know um, some of the some of the best uh, other whiskeys I've had have have been Oloroso finish. Um. I think uh, the Lestau is finished in a in a sherry, the Lestau sherry um, from from Redbreast. So I was looking forward to you know that kind of flavor, and just the sherry just kind of comes through so strong that yeah. I actually like. I was telling you, I've had the one that you have. I like it better. So. 
that that's my opinion on it but it's just it's too sherry forward and it's got too much sherry kind of on the the end of it for it to really have a good whiskey flavor to it yeah uh, this, uh, I, I gotta say, I'm a big fan of, uh, of high West. Uh, both of us are big fans of high West, mm-hmm. uh, overall and, uh, and what they do. I wish we could, I could get more, uh, of, <laughs> of what they put out. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a great distillery. Uh, for those who may not know much about high West distillery, they are, they're out of uh, park city, Utah. And, uh, it's, uh, they, they've been putting out really just fantastic bourbons, uh, and rise and uh, like we, we brought up the the, the dram uh, earlier, they've been putting out these uh, these great bottles. And by the way, the bottles themselves are just pretty cool. Uh, so if you're a collector of just bottles, it's a really cool bottle uh, to have uh, as well. The drink itself, uh, it's it's in a cognac uh, finish. It's not overly sweet. It has a little bit of sweetness to it uh, that I got, but it has that real nice rye. Uh, finish to it. It has uh, a little bit of that sweetness, Matt, but it's it's not something that's going to overpower you. Like it sounds like yours is very overpowering on the. Yeah, sweetness. the sherry's just overpowering coming through. Yeah, this, this you know just kind of has that uh, a little bit of a maybe a brown sugar, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a taste to it at times. Uh, but I mean, I, I get a little bit of that cinnamon. I mean, it's just a it's just kind of a warm drink to have. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I think yours is better than mine. I've had both of them, and I would lean towards yours if you can find one. Now, I, I don't know if you knew this, but they don't make these anymore. Yeah. The double rise, you can still buy the regular double rye, but the finished double rise that were a part of their barrel program that you could get in, you know, you go to different stores and you can get different finishes. Which was right. which was great. I think uh, I've heard people talking about having five, ten different finishes on these. They now yeah. do it with their bourbon, their regular bourbon. They don't do it with the rye, um, and you can find some with different finishes, but they don't do it with the double rye anymore. So if you find some of the double rye and they have some of the finishes and it sounds good, grab it because you will not be able to get it again. Yeah, it's a great drink. Uh, I, I want to say, again, I picked this bottle up uh, maybe a year ago or so. I, I can't remember. Uh, but I want to say that it was right around 40 to $50. Does that sound about right? Uh, it may have been back then, but uh, the one, you're, you, you're going to see them around 70 75 probably. Really? Wow. Yeah, for, for the double rye finished. Um, you can get the regular bourbon finish, the ones that they're making now, probably sixty-five, seventy. Okay. So. Yeah. But I do think that when when we got that one, it's it's been a little while, but I think it was between fifty, maybe pushing fifty-five. But we didn't really spend that High much West. on bourbon back then. No, and but and, and High West has become so popular in the last couple of years. I think. Uh, they've they've kind of upped their prices uh, a, a little bit, which you've seen across the board on, on so many different uh, companies and everything else, uh, just because of you know the state of the economy, everything else. But uh, with the popularity of High West, it's a very popular uh, distillery right now. Uh, they, they've they've had to up their prices and and pump out more of well, uh, of what they have. Well, and it's, it's not only tell you, it's it's a great distillery. I love them. It's not only that, uh, Chad. Let me tell you. All whiskey's been going up mostly because a lot of it comes from the same places. 
um, MGP and some other places, a lot of these places are pumping out the whiskey and they're having to sell the barrels to the people that are aging them and, and using them for different things. High West has just now started putting their own stuff mixed in with some of the stuff they were getting before. And so they really are, you know, kind of kicking it up a notch. But there anything that they get outside, any of the high age stuff that they're having to buy from another place is costing a whole lot more money than it used to because there's so many people trying to break in the market with not their own stuff. So that's, I, I know that's kind of uh, a roundabout way of describing it, but whiskey has just gone up. And then you add on top of that. Now, this was the one thing that made me very angry with Donald Trump when he was president. They added a tariff onto uh, foreign whiskeys coming in. So you're talking about Irish, Scotch, stuff like that. So they went up by 30% overnight, you know, the prices. And when they went up, I think that all the American whiskeys kind of followed and you saw a big jump in the price across the board. Yeah. Uh, Matt, this is something that we we don't and we won't uh, always do here on the uh, the current and cask podcast but we have some breaking news oh and i feel like if we don't talk about it today and on this podcast uh you know we may be kicking ourselves uh, (laughs) that we didn't bring it up and uh, i want to go to the associated press if you don't mind go for it the governor of new mexico on friday issued an emergency order suspending the right to carry guns in public across the city of Albuquerque and the surrounding county for at least 30 days in response to a spate of gun violence. The Democrat governor said she expects legal challenges but was compelled to act because of recent shootings, including the death of an 11-year-old boy outside a minor league baseball stadium this week. The governor said state police will be responsible for enforcing What amounts to civil violations, the Albuquerque police chief said he won't enforce it. And the sheriff said he's uneasy about it because it raises too many questions about constitutional rights. The firearm suspension classified as an emergency public health order. (laughs) What did I tell you? That's the way they're going to do it. Public health. On my radio show years ago during COVID that these people were going to do this that they would declare emergency public health orders for guns. And here we go. The governor of New Mexico classifying this as an emergency public health order applies to open and concealed carry in most public places, from city sidewalks to urban recreational parks. The restriction is tied to a threshold for violent crime rates currently only met by metropolitan Albuquerque. Police and licensed security guards are exempt from the ban. Violators could face civil penalties and a fine up to $5,000. Wow. Under the order, residents can still transport guns to some private locations, such as a gun range or gun store, provided the firearm as a trigger lock or some other container or mechanism, making it impossible to discharge. Now, Chad, you know that all the legal gun owners are the ones causing all this violence. Oh, sure. If you just had people said, I'm sorry, guys, you can't carry that, the violence would just go away. 
Yeah, the gangbangers now obviously will not carry an Albuquerque. Oh, they're scared of that five. Oh my goodness, you're going to give me a fine? I, I'm not wearing my gun anymore. Yeah, the uh, governor acknowledged that all not all law enforcement officials were on board with her decision. Quote: I welcome Sounds the like debate and are. fight about how to make New Mexicans safer. Uh, she said at a news conference flanked by law enforcement officials, including the district attorney for Albuquerque. Uh, John Allen said in a statement late Friday he has reservations about the order, but is ready to cooperate to tackle gun violence. I like these people who are like, well, we're not sure that this is constitutional, but I, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, do what I'm told to do, ma'am. Yeah, you were swore to uphold the Constitution. You you didn't swear that you were going to uphold the governor. You swore that you would uphold the Constitution. Yeah. I don't know. Is she up for re-election? She's, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. Uh, she referenced several recent shootings in Albuquerque, issuing the order. What about, Has she declared a public emergency on meth, by the way, in New Mexico? Just as someone who's traveled through New Mexico recently, lots of meth, it seems. Uh, that might be a public health emergency. I don't know. Uh, she referenced se- several recent shootings in Albuquerque in issuing the order. Among them, a suspected road rage shooting Wednesday outside a minor league baseball stadium that killed an 11-year-old and critically wounded a woman in their, uh, as their vehicle was peppered with bullets while people left the game. Uh, last month, a 5-year-old was fatally shot while asleep in a motorhome. Four teenagers entered the mobile home community in two stolen vehicles early on. In August 13th, uh, it opened fire on the trailer. The girl was struck in the head and died at the hospital. Uh, she also said when New Mexicans are afraid to be in crowds, take their kids to school and to leave a baseball game when their very right to exist is threatened by the prospect of violence at every turn, something is very wrong. I, I would also ask the governor this, why haven't you done anything to maybe stop this violence or the, uh, the tons of poverty, uh, that you have in New Mexico, uh, before this, why, you know, this all of a sudden now she's very concerned about violence. Well, let me in, tell you, uh, Chad. In, in Albuquerque. The, uh, the problem is that New Mexico as a whole has been run by Democrats for a very, very long time. Yes, it has. And they've run the place into the ground. It's one of the poorest states in the United States. I think it's like number two or number three behind Mississippi and, and some other one. They, the only thing holding their economy up at all is Texans going there for vacation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the only thing stopping them from going straight down the toilet. Yeah. Um, it, it is a mess there and they've got this. She has been one of the most wacko left wing liberal, uh, people. She was the first one to close down. And if you remember, people were driving to Lubbock from, Hobbs and other places to go to grocery stores because she refused to open the state back up during COVID and they couldn't get groceries. They couldn't get the things they needed just to survive. Yeah. I mean, it is an insane place to live. I could not live in New Mexico. It's a great place to go for vacation. They've got beautiful scenery, um, very, very nice weather, mountains, skiing. If you're into skiing, I mean, it's just some beautiful places there. Horrible, horrible politics. Uh, since 2019, the governor uh, has signed uh, legislation restricting access to guns, including a 
2020 red flag law, allowing police sheriff deputies to ask court to temporarily remove guns from people who might hurt themselves or others. An extension of background check requirements to nearly all private gun sales. She also has uh, signed a ban on firearm possession for people under permanent protective orders for domestic violence. Now, Chad, I got a question and still, for you. Still, gun violence soaring in New Mexico. I, I love that she put background checks on everybody buying a gun. I mean, what, is she talking about, like, if you buy it through a newspaper or something? Yeah. I mean, background checks are every single time you buy a gun, you get a background check pretty much well, unless just, you buy it from a family member or something like that. And that's just what it extends to is, you know, the private sales like that. But how is she supposed to, you can't control that. Yeah. Friday's order also directs state regulators to conduct monthly inspections of firearms dealers statewide to ensure compliance with gun laws. And the uh, Department of Health will compile a report on gun gunshot victims and New Mexico hospitals include uh, age, race, gender, and ethnicity, along with the brand and caliber of firearm involved in other general circumstances. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure what we'll see is that the AR-15 is not the main gun no. uh, that people use to uh, shoot other people, and that it's probably uh, a 9 millimeter Glock uh, that people use uh, that's out there, or uh, some other 9 millimeter pistol uh, that's out there. But let me tell you, Matt, this is a test run. This is an absolute test run uh, that, uh, that they're going to use, and you're going to see other states, if New Mexico gets away with this, which I don't think they will, I hope they won't, uh, because this will be, this will go all the way to Supreme Court. Yeah, uh, and and it better go there quickly to the U.S. Supreme Court because this is an absolute violation uh, of, uh, of of citizens' rights in New Mexico and, and throughout the United States. And so, and I mean, think about visitors who are going through. I mean, you know, just us. We just went through Albuquerque. Um, you know, those who are traveling through Albuquerque now, you have to you know, completely secure your gun uh, if you're going through, even if you have a license to carry and you have reciprocity in New Mexico. Uh, so this presents a lot of legal issues. Yeah. It's absolutely unconstitutional. Uh, but if it's allowed to stand, then you can see places like California. You can see places uh, around the United States that will try to declare public health emergencies because of firearms. And they'll use it to honestly, they'll sh try to shut down gun stores. Yeah. Absolutely, and and one of the first, and I'm surprised she didn't do it, uh, but it, it, I'm surprised she did not put a ban on purchasing ammunition. Yeah, that would uh, well ammunition because that's how they try to get around it. That's that's a that's one way I know that a lot a lot of the 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 uh, the left tries to get around it is well we'll just try to ban the ammunition. Well, we'll try to set you know, a, a higher tax on ammunition. We're not doing anything about guns. You can own as many firearms as you want. You can do whatever. We're just going to go after the ammo and make it uh, so expensive you can't buy it. Yeah. Well, but the the other thing is I think that that would be, I personally think that the Supreme Court would go against that in the long run. And I know that they've well, they talked will. about it, but you have to have ammunition to make a gun functional. So therefore, if you have the right to bear arms, the arms is not just the gun. It's everything needed to have a functional weapon. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, you, you know, they I'm don't just agree. I mean, they're, they do anything they can to stop guns. I mean, they would take the guns away if they could today. 
Yeah, but this is a very dangerous, dangerous thing that she has done uh, in New Mexico. It's putting the lives uh, of responsible gun owners and responsible human beings in Albuquerque. She's putting those people's lives at risk by saying you're not allowed, even if you're a responsible citizen, you're, you're a good, upstanding citizen. Uh, you have, a, I assume they have maybe a license to carry uh, type program in New Mexico. Uh, you know, if you're a good, upstanding citizen, you can't carry a gun. You can't protect your family. Well, uh, that's nuts. That's crazy. Well, and the other thing is that if uh, she was talking about getting all those statistics, my question is, are they going to get statistics on whether that gun was legally carried or not? Because if they did that, the legally carried portion of her statistics would be like 0.001% of violence yeah. happened with somebody who had their gun legally. This is and all happening with people who have firearms that are illegally carried who should not have them. Yeah. So obviously we'll be keeping up with this uh, through the week. And uh, for those who uh, listen to uh, my show, the Chad Hasty show uh, on KFYO uh, there in Lubbock, also Wichita Falls and Abilene, uh, we'll be keeping up with this uh, throughout the week as well. And uh, be sure to follow Matt and I on social media at Chat HD Radio and at Matt Martin Radio. Uh, you can email us at uh, any time. That's right. We have a email address for the current in cask podcast, Caskers Pod. That's Caskers Pod at gmail.com. And uh, you can download and follow current in cask podcast on Apple Podcast, uh, also on Spotify and other podcast platforms as well. Subscribe and follow and uh, go ahead and give us five stars because we like that it makes us feel really nice whenever you do that we thank you for tuning in to another episode of current and cast with myself chad hasty and mad martin reach out to us on social media and via email download subscribe to the chad hasty show podcast and current and cast enjoy life and cheers